Hey nerds and nerdettes, it's Jared from the future here. A um, couple notes from editing this episode. Um, first one is the character from Garbage Pill Kids I could not think of was actually Captain Manzini, not Captain Mangione. And the second one was Rumpelstiltskin is not defeated by saying his name backwards. He's just defeated by saying his name. You know me, I'm known to make mistakes here and there. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy our newest episode with Lisa from I Love That Movie. Hello, nerds and nerdettes. Junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages, we're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. Never apologize for being nerdy. All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Hello, Junior Ambassadors, nerds and nerdettes of all ages, and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Nations podcast. I'm your co-host from, well, I'm back in the Midwest United States this week, uh, Jerry Boots. And uh, with me, as always, is my one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, one of my nerdiest friends in the whole wide world, the Canadian queen of podcasting pipe bombs, Miss Melissa Nicholson. Melissa, how you doing? <laughs> wow, what an introduction. <laughs> I'm doing great. And I got it on the first try. You did. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Melissa, this is an episode we've been talking about for some time now, I think, haven't we? Yes, we have. It's It's been thrown around quite a few times, and I think we finally caught it. I think we caught <laughs> it. We, we, I think we finally found the perfect guest for it, too. Absolutely. So, today's topic, we're talking about one of the age-old questions in cinema maybe, at least in my mind, is a movie so bad it's good, or is a movie so bad it's bad? Because there are a lot of films that can fall into the, either one of those categories. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, like I mentioned before, I think we found the perfect guest. We haven't heard her voice in a while, but I was just recently on her show, from I Love That Movie, please welcome back Lisa. Lisa, welcome back. Hello. Thank you again for having me. It's good to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been quite a while. I think I want to say it's probably when we did Death Comes to Town. Yeah, that was that was a while back, like a long time ago now. I'm glad glad to be back, though. Yeah, well, I think this was the perfect topic for you because I don't think anybody <laughs> loves movies more than you. This is true. <laughs> but uh if this is if this is our listeners first time hearing your voice why don't you uh tell them a little bit about yourself sure so um i have a podcast called i love that movie and i have a guest on there and the guest can be anybody you can be brand new to podcasting seasoned from any walk of life and um we talk about a movie that you love that's literally the only requirement it's just that you love movies so um you can find me on twitter i'm at 
ILTM podcast. I'm also on Instagram at I love that movie podcast. And you can listen to the podcast pretty much anywhere. Um, you listen to podcasts already. Just search. I love that movie. And dare I say, it's also one of the f- best film uh, Facebook groups to be part of too. Such a oh, positive thank you environment. So much. I, I agree. And I, I think that's a lot because of you guys, you know, you, you keep it positive in there and, and, I, and it's appreciated. Because I've I've left film I've left groups online just because Same. I got tired of the negative energy. Me too. I feel like it turns into like a lot about I don't know like clout. You know, like people are kind of like they one up each other about movies they don't like or do like. If you like that movie, you're dumb. Blah blah blah. But I just think there's no point to that. Like you don't win any cool points. Maybe it's because I'm not cool. I don't know, but. I'm not concerned about that, and I just want to have a good time, so I appreciate that. Well, I could speak for I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure Melissa would agree. I think we we think you're pretty cool. Oh, yeah. right back at y'all. <laughs> I, I, I was say, I'm like you're you're a pretty cool girl, so. Aw, you too, <laughs> Melissa. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Now let's all hug. Air, virtual all hug. hugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so if your fan base is listening. It's all it's that wussy guy from your Dumbo episode that cries at <laughs> I Dumbo. I think it's so funny you're worried about that. I really feel like, I mean, the the movie is moving. It's sweet. And, like, the fact that it reminds you of your cats, I feel like everyone can relate to that. Like, you know, when you watch a, a good animal movie, you th- automatically think about your pets. Of course, of course. What the it's always a fun time when you come on. It's always a fun time when you have us on your show. Usually when I expect, when I get a message from Lisa, I'm assuming, oh, Bill Burr must have been on The Mandalorian again. <laughs> I know The Mandalorian's <laughs> back. I need to get that going again. I've just been so busy with work. It's hard to, to find time for the main podcast, let alone the Patreon. So I need to work on that, though. Not enough hours in the day, especially when you become oh, an adult. Sure, sure. Yep. We're not here to talk about our boring adult lives. We're here to talk movies. This is true. Yes. So, Lisa, what are your thoughts on the debate of a film being so, is it so bad it's bad or so bad it's good? What are your thoughts on that topic? Hmm. So, I mean, there are some bad movies out there. As much as I love movies, there are some true true stinkers out there. And I won't lie and I won't sugarcoat that. But I do think on occasion there are some movies that are so bad they are in fact good. And I I don't know. It, it could be what you're feeling, what you're going through at the time, um, your your frame of mind. Perhaps there is something altering your frame of mind at the time that you're seeing. I don't know. There's a lot of factors. But I do think that there is a special place in my heart for certain films out there. You could call them cult classics, but I think it's maybe a little bit more than that, at times there are some movies that are so bad they're good. That's that's my take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Melissa, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's it's very much the same as as Lisa's, but um, where yeah, you you definitely with movies you have to be in a well maybe not so much have to be, but in a mindset like you really you know oh, okay I want to watch a movie or you want to watch something that you know, you don't have to really think about. And I think with that, that's where you get 
you know, the, the movies that you know are really cheesy, but you know it's bad, but it's good and you enjoy it. And I think that's that's the important part of like, okay, you know it's really bad, but it's also good because it keeps you entertained for like, you know, an hour and a half or something. And yeah, there there are the really bad movies where it's just you you've maybe given them a couple chances and it's just no, this is this is really bad and you kinda wonder what were they thinking when they were making this? <laughs> you know? Maybe they had a different concept, and that concept just didn't really come out as they maybe they imagined. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I mean, you can respect them for making what they did, but eh, they could have, you know, ran through the script a couple more times. But um, but yeah, the like the so bad it's good cheesy movies are always you know for me are always going to have a good a good place in my heart because it's just it's fun and you know i can think of like the the godzilla movies like those really old ones where you know it's really bad but they are so much fun to watch so you know things like that where it's just yeah it's just a fun time so yeah i i really hate to to crap on movies sometimes because at the end of the yeah. day you watch a really bad movie and you think to yourself, well, the director could easily sit there and go, well, where the hell is your movie? Exactly. Like, well, touche. <laughs> touche. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> but I really think there is kind of a fine line between so bad. It's bad. So bad. It's good because I, because the last movie I've seen in theaters recently was Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. And the way I se- the way I sell people on this is that it's so dumb and it's so fun, but it knows what it is. And I think that's like a key factor. I think it, mm. the cast, the crew, all that stuff, they know what they're making and they're not trying to hide it. And I think that's what really helps it. Because I think there's times where a film tries to be in that category so bad it's good. Like they purposely do the bad acting or shoot it bad, or have the bad storyline. But I think, like, even with some of the films we're going to talk about tonight, you see, like, a serious actor give it their all, or look like they're just having a blast doing it. I think that's what helps make it a so bad it's good. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I would agree that... When you, you really see that, yeah, they're they're having a fun time, then it's, yeah, it's it's bad, but you see they're having fun, so I think you can kind of, you take from that, and you have a fun time, you know, watching it, too. Like, you just, you kind of get into that. I agree. I think, you know, the actors caring about their performance comes across in their performance so if they're not invested i think it's hard for the audience to be invested so even when it's bad um but they're so invested and they're selling it so hard i just think it it makes me more on board so i know what you're saying yeah i was thinking to myself the other night like certain actors like that like and the first one that comes to mind is ryan reynolds he may not be doing the best movies, but I have yet to see a performance where Ryan Reynolds is phoned in his performance. And I've been watching him since he was on two, go- the two guys, a girl in the pizza place back in the late nineties. And it seems like 
he has never phoned in a single performance he's ever done. So he might not be doing blockbusters, but he is given 110% every time. Mm, absolutely. I I did tease Melissa. No, I teased Lisa in the group chat that I think her last episode was going to get name dropped. The Super Mario yeah. Brothers. That's right. <laughs> that is a movie. That is a movie I love. It's I watch it for. It's it's. I might be blinded by nostalgia too because I grew up with it. But it it's it's so fun. Same with well, Street I hope Fighter. We didn't they're ruin not it for you. Great, but they're so fun. Oh, Sorry. please don't. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I hope that we didn't ruin the movie for you. Oh no, I I enjoyed okay. uh, when you have the Maki horror people on there because like they're they're great. Before your guys' show, like before your guys' show, and uh, what's that weird films with Mark on YouTube? I thought I was the only person that ever watched Mac and Me, besides Paul Rudd. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> think I've ever really sat all the way through it until. Well, no, it was on um, Mystery Science Theater, I think, did an episode on it, too, that was really good. Um, and then, yeah, we covered it on my show, too. So I've seen it a couple times now. I mean, it is w- worming its way into my heart, you know, just like I, by pure amount of times I've been exposed to it. Yeah, and I, I think that would be like fall in that category so bad it's good because they are unapologetically just ripping off E.T. left and right. like, And they're, sure. they don't even try to hide it. And I've seen that go the other way where it ends up being very bad <laughs> where they uh, unapologetically rip something off and don't even try to hide it yeah <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> 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 sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry I should get that checked out I was not a fan of the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film <laughs> I missed that one, so I don't know. (laughs) Uh, It has its flaws. Yeah. Well, I think without further uh, collegiate lecturing, I think we should get into our first film. So we each pick two films just to throw out there, and we'll just talk them out and see what category does it fall under. So, uh, Lisa, what's the first film you picked? Okay, um, let's talk about The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. You can watch this for free on Tubi right now. (laughs) If you're interested. What do you all think about this movie? It's been on my list to watch for so long because I've heard nothing but good things about it. I wish I would have had time to watch it before we recorded, but I know it's been on my list for so long. I think I first heard about, probably heard it from one of Kevin Smith's 10 million podcasts. What about you, Melissa? Have you, have you seen it before? Have you heard of it? I have never heard of it until you've mentioned it. Okay. Well, it stars um, a few names you might be familiar with, like Jeff Goldblum's in it, Christopher Lloyd, John Lithgow, but it is wild. I mean, like it's very ambitious and what they try, what they're trying to do, but it's also 
I don't know. It, it is bad. I'll put it out there. It's not a great movie, but it's just got elements to it that I think are very fun. And I love at the very end, there's like this recap where they show everyone one last time. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, and Buckaroo Banzai will be back. And it's like, it's just kind of funny because like you can tell watching it, like that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's never coming back. But at the same time, you've got to respect like, the um i don't know the confidence they had so like a quick synopsis of the plot is adventurer brain surgeon rock musician buckaroo bonza yes he's both of those things somehow and his crime fighting team the hong kong cavaliers must stop evil alien invaders from the eighth dimension who are planning to conquer earth and it's as crazy as it sounds um but i would definitely say give it a watch I think it's got some fun moments and it it's definitely dated like it came out um 1984 but it is I don't know it's wild y'all have to see it it's so good I love it It's one of those cult classics I think I've heard nothing but good things about Yeah it's like I kind of want to tell you about different scenes but they're just I don't know you've just got to see it <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's great i i watched it one time during um like early on in the pandemic we did like a watch along um but i didn't really have a good way to do that like it wasn't on something that we could all like watch party so we just kind of turned it on at the same time and just kind of checked in with each other and sort of roasted the movie as we watch it and i remember like not everybody even wanted to see it because it's it's a lot <laughs> it sounds. It aren't those aren't those movies the best though? I think so. What were you gonna say, Melissa? Sorry. Uh, definitely, it sounds interesting. Yeah, like, it, it, it kind of you have to like one of those films where you just have to turn your brain off, and kind of go with what you're watching. Like, I mean, it's absurd, and, like, for someone to have all these different skill sets, I feel like it's kind of riffing on that. Like, also having him, like, in the care, like, the fact that he's called Buckaroo Banzai, and, like, the fact that, like, he can do all these different things at the same time. Um, I think Mm -hmm. it's sort of making fun of, like, older um, comic book-y action stuff that does that. Um, But it, it definitely... It's very silly, but I don't know. It's kind of gained a cult following over the years. Um, and it's been adapted into, like, books and comics and other stuff. Like, people that like it, like, really like it. But not everyone has even seen it, so. Yeah, and from what I heard, John Lithgow as the villain just nails it, too. He's really bananas. Because he's, like, he's, like, himself... He's doing this crazy accent because he's like a mad scientist, but then his mind is like, I guess, spoiler alert, taken over by aliens. And so, like, he's sort of playing a, you know, foreign scientist whose brain is taken over by aliens or whatever. Like, I don't know. You just got to watch it. Like, it's it's really out there. (laughs) He's almost like Jeffrey Jones at the end of Howard the Duck. Yeah, as I'm saying this, I'm like, I think that's why he sounded that way. But I'm also like, the plot is so ridiculous. Like, I'm kind of trying to remember exactly what happened because it's been like a couple years since I've seen this. But 
the plot's not important. What's important is everyone has wonderful outfits <laughs> and <laughs> it's really wacky and I don't know, you just gotta you gotta see it. Cool. If you like you- kind of cult eighties sci fi and you know, it's only hundred and two minutes, like it's pretty good for that amount of time that you see it. <laughs> <laughs> However, well, if they I, I, another I, I one, watch I'd watch I watched the trailer for it. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Melissa, I think you like. Well, you forgot to mention, Lisa, that uh, RoboCop himself is the star of it too. Oh, Peter yeah, Weller. Peter Weller. Yeah, I must said Peter Sellers. And he's but... dre- <laughs> He's kind of dressed like he's kind of dressed like the eleventh Doctor too. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. In you know, in that movie, um, what's it called? The one that uh, Steven Spielberg. Um, what's that movie he made where uh, yeah, everything's like the eighties or whatever, and um, that's a terrible recap of that movie um <laughs> real player so one or ready player, ready player one, one. Ready yes play, yeah ready player there's one. a buckaroo bonsai reference in that movie like one of the characters i think the main character like picks his suit and the other character's like oh you're from buckaroo bonsai and i'm like man like i feel like nobody has deep seen cut he cut yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i forgot to mention that too that he that he's like that peter weller is like the main character Okay. Yeah, it's now that now that it's on Tubi, I definitely give it a watch. Yeah, I I find it fun, and the the music is fun too. Like the theme is really fun. But yeah, you can tell that they thought that there was going to be a bunch of Buckaroo Bonsai adventures, and there were not. <laughs> but regardless, I enjoyed it. it. It's it's one of those cult classics where the DVD is like forty fifty bucks on Amazon. Oh God, yeah, definitely watch it for free. I don't think it's. <laughs> worth quite that much as much as i love it yeah. well, i definitely know what i'm doing at the airport this monday <laughs> there you go melissa thoughts on uh, buckaroo bonsai the buckaroo bonsai across the eighth dimension yeah that's the full title yeah oh i definitely just from hearing about it now I, I definitely want to give it a watch <laughs> so I can totally go watch it because I'm interested in seeing just um, how wild it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I know I keep saying that and being vague because you haven't seen it yet. I don't want to say too much about it. <laughs> uh, it's definitely getting the watch. For, for once, Canada has nice things. <laughs> <laughs> it's not often, but. <laughs> Because Melissa misses out on so much up there. Like, oh, he's watching on YouTube. Well, you can. Yeah. <laughs> I, get the oh, best. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can't get some, like, streaming services or even we can't watch a lot of stuff on, on YouTube if it's something that uh, you get the, oh, you're in the wrong location or something silly like that. You get that message. So, yeah. But Tubi is available up here, so... I can definitely uh, watch. So. Right, we'll have to do an episode talk about Buckaroo Bonsai now. We should. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think well this film is a perfect example when I was watching the trailer and a lot of the films we're going to talk about tonight. People complain so much nowadays that everything is either a sequel or a remake or a reboot. 
but yet all original stuff fails at the box office now. But it almost seems like a lot of these films we're going to talk about tonight would thrive now because it's something different that people claim they crave so much. Yeah, I agree. It's it's so hard, you know, to compete with all the existing IP out there, even though people really want that. You know, the people studios take a big risk when they try something new like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they always don't wait thirty or forty years for it to pay off. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Buckaroo Banzai across the 8th dimension to kick us off. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, of course. Melissa, Melissa, what do you got for us? Well, my first pick um, is a movie. It's actually a more recent film. I can't remember what when it came out, but it's called Psycho Gorman. And it is... Um, it kind of... It kind of treats itself sort of like a really cheesy sort of 80s movie with mostly practical effects, which is pretty cool. Um, and like, you know, practical characters, like you, what you see is, you know, it's not CGI or anything like that. And it's just a hell of a lot of fun. But it's also, it's it's under the, the, um, the so bad it's good. Because it's just, it knows what it is, and but it's also really good because it's just a movie you really don't have to think about. And the movie is about um, these intergalactic assassins that basically they converge on a small town after two siblings um, resurrect, accidentally uh, resurrect an ancient alien overlord. <laughs> and the overlord is Psycho Gorman, or what they name him. And they have this whole, like, um, alien, like, kind of committee, whatever, and they make decisions and and whatever, and it's, yeah, this whole thing. They end up finding, like, this stone that ultimately will control the overlord and make him do things, and, yeah, it's it's a kind of... It's it's got the the movie's got some structure to it, but then it kind of goes off and has like some random like music video, and <laughs> it's just this really weird movie. But I found it when I first saw it. I found it to be a hell of a lot of fun, and um, you know you really admire like the creativity, and you can see that everybody is is having fun with it. So you kind of get that fun like energy from that and you you end up having a lot of fun with the movie so that was that was my pick for the so bad it's good category i have not seen that melissa but i looked it up while you were talking about it and it definitely looked like something that would interest me it seems like whoever made it was kind of in love with you know older sci-fi horror and like the costumes look great i mean they look bad but they look like good bad if that makes sense (laughs) and it just looks really entertaining so wow thank you i'm gonna have to look that up yeah this has been a film that's been on my when i get around to it list for years and i've ironically i still try to avoid spoilers on it too 
but watching the watching the trailer for it again, I go today. I go, this looks this looks so damn fun. Like I love the the scenes they show in the trailer of her bossing him around. Like go stand there in the corner. You yeah. burn for this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 The little sister, like she's she's so bossy. She's a little bit unlikable, but you also kind of have to like her because she she'll bo- she bosses a psycho gorman around and and I always I've taken since then um, in one of the scenes basically like they he they, they basically keep him in like a little like a warehouse area whatever and. Um, and keep him there, get him all set up with everything, and then she's like, "Okay, they, they're gonna leave," and she's like, "Bye." And it's like I've, that's stuck in my head now. So anytime like I'll leave the house or something, and I'll be like, "Bye." <laughs> so yeah, it's but it's definitely worth a watch. Um, it was a it was a recommendation from, um, well he, he he's become a friend of mine, Cody Shardy, who's a really awesome artist and he loves a lot of those obscure films and and a lot of indie films and he really really loves this movie and so i ended up watching it because of him and i really enjoyed it and he's actually done um you can see on his like instagram and whatever that he's actually done all the like drawn all the characters from the movie and it's really amazing stuff so but yeah um yeah, it's it's so bad it's good, but it's definitely worth your time. Yeah, I remember the Bai getting a laugh out of me when I saw it in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you know, a, a good artist has enough love for it to make all the characters and artwork of all the characters, that alone is a good sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely like I think to go on Lisa's point, it looks like a, a good tribute to almost like a Bruce Campbell film, like where you get the weird monster that he's got to square off against. Only it's almost like Megan crossed with a weird Bruce Campbell monster film. Yeah, yeah, basically. And I think it's it's such a it's kind of a like a love letter to like those kind of you know like 80s movies or whatever the monster films and because you can just tell that they really love those kind of films and this is what they've been inspired by like you know from to make this film so yeah it's it's fun and you definitely get just that, that you know everybody's having fun with it and you just have it's that such fun energy and so yeah it's like a more modern uh little monsters or drop dead fred yeah ooh drop dead fred that would have been a good choice too <laughs> yeah there there was there's too many choices for so bad it's good yeah, there's a lot of movies out there. <laughs> oh, it's settled. We're doing a part two to this episode. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Well, our picks are going to be the ones that we've thought of just now. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, I had like a laundry list. I had old, you saw it on our group chat. I had the list ready to go. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then we all kept changing. <laughs> I know you did. I was scrambling. I'm like, what else can I throw out there? <laughs> yeah. When you spend as much time traveling and sitting in hotel rooms like I do, you get time to think. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Psycho Gorman. How old is what? 2018, 2019. So yeah, fairly recent. Yeah. Psycho Gorman, aka PG Psycho Gorman. Yes. <laughs> well, my first film I picked was a film I've loved for a long time, and I don't know quite how to describe it, but the film is called Freaked. And this movie has like a star-studded cast. It's got Alex Winter. It's got Randy Quaid. It's got Brooke Shields. It's got Bobcat Goldthwait. It's got Mr. T as the bearded lady. It's got... Well, who else? It's got so many damn people. It's, it's even got Keanu Reeves making a cameo as Ortiz the dog boy. It's got, uh, who's the other one I was thinking of? It's, oh, William Sadler, infamous that guy actor, William Sadler, as one of the villains of this film. And it's just this crazy thing I saw on probably one of those movie channels my grandma had growing up. And I don't know quite how to describe it, but Alex Winter plays this bratty, selfish actor who endorses this uh, weird fertilizer called Zygrot 24. And he ends up getting, they end up in South America somehow. And Randy Quaid is using Zygrot 24 to turn people into freaks for his freak show. And it's just the most insane no, no pun intended. Insane sideshow of a film ever. It's very much in the vein of a spoof film like a scary movie or superhero movie, those types of films, or even like an airplane, um, airplane slash naked gun affair. But it is just so damn weird. So damn fun. I mean, you got Bobcat Goldthwait getting turned into a human sock puppet. You got um randy quaid's villain character having rastafarian eyeballs as his security like it's just bonkers bonkers and i am there for every second of it i feel like i saw the cover of this movie like at back in the day when you could rent films <laughs> like at yeah. stores like blockbuster and stuff like i know i've seen the cover of this but i've never seen it it's a film I watched a lot as a kid. And then when I was walking around Walmart, maybe 10, 15 years ago, I saw it in the shelf. I almost, it's one of those ones where you drop everything you're holding. Like, I don't care how much money I have in my bank account. I am buying this. Cause it's one of those films you couldn't find anywhere for the longest time. And I think they made this, I want to say they made this in like 93. So I think it had to be after Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I think it was one of the last big things that um, Alex Winter did before he started directing. Mm. Mm, okay. But it's just, it's it's a fun acid trip of a movie. It's not going to win an Oscar anytime soon, but it, it's 
it's almost i'd have to say it's almost kind of like a naked gun or a airplane on acid oh god <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot but <laughs> but you're selling it you're well, selling it well i i was hoping rastafarian eyeballs would uh would sell you <laughs> yeah i'm still trying like to, to unpack the... what that means but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like if, if i can't be too spoiler there's a scene where uh bobcat goldthwaite's uh human sock puppet guy is going to try to escape the little freak show and the, the eyeballs come out and shoot him and they walk away with a one-liner that sock full of holes man <laughs> and go, they're just giant eyeballs with dreadlocks and the little stocking caps <laughs> sounds like the movie makes a ton of sense <laughs> which is an ingredient you need for a so bad it's good yeah, I, I, it's one of those films where I guess you had to be there. Or what did your what did your pals from the Maki Horror Picture Show say when they were writing Super Mario Brothers? Three o'clock in the morning, like, hey, what about this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what if we did this? Would this fix the movie? <laughs> what if What if Mr. T was the bearded lady? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And I think I saw a lot of people in this movie by that point alone. Mr. T is the bearded lady. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And being, and he, like a lot of them, they know, I think they know the the drug trip film they are making, but they are just having so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's one of those films that's just too hard to describe. Yeah. Sounds like we just got to watch it. Yeah. I think we're I think we're giving people this the first round alone. We're giving people a hell of a lazy Sunday movie marathon here between Buckaroo Banzai, Psycho Gorman and Freak. 100%. Yeah, that would be quite a combo. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have to go watch a silent film or something just to calm down. I was going to say, like, afterwards, I'm like, should I read a book or something? <laughs> like, cleanse my mind? Like, <laughs> I better, I better but, take in an opera or something. <laughs> yeah, like something high class after all that. But it, it's, you know, you got to have those lazy Sundays where you watch fun stuff. And we don't have, like, cable TV so much anymore. So this is this is going to help fill that void. Yeah, yeah. you, you, get, is, you get yourself a large pizza, some mozzarella sticks, and some Oreos, and kick your feet up and enjoy yourself for a Sunday. If it's pizza hut and you're like a member, like sometimes free wings too. (laughs) Ooh, I know what I'm doing. I go to Dallas. There you go. First we go to dude. Perfect. uh, Warehouse. Then we go have a movie marathon at Lisa's house. (laughs) Yes. I need to get a projector or something (laughs) because my house is tiny, but yes. (laughs) Well, if we watch them all outside, like cast on the side of your house, like your neighbors are like, what the hell are they watching over there? Oh, Is yeah, I'm a- sure my neighbors already think I'm pretty nuts, but I'm sure that that wouldn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Is that John Lithgow? <laughs> Is that? Is that Mr. T? What are they watching over there? <laughs> <laughs> what aren't we watching? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, come look, there's eyeballs with machine guns. <laughs> 
What's that purple monster doing with that little girl? <laughs> oh man, I I want this to happen now. I want this. Okay, we're having a podcasting meetup. There you go. There you go. Melissa, you got to come down. All right. <laughs> you bring you bring the Pizza Hut, Melissa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. That's freaked. That's my choice. So let's let's take another time around the horn. So, Lisa, what's your next choice? Some people might know this actor from The Matrix or John Wick, but I know him as Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not really true, but I I'm, he is Johnny Mnemonic, and so I picked that movie from 1995. It's an hour and a half, and it's based on, um, like, the screenplay is accredited to William Gibson. It's very much like a lot of his science fiction. Um, Basically, the plot is a data courier carries data in his brain, (laughs) and he has to deliver it before he dies. Or um, because it's so much information, his brain, like, can't hold all of it for very long or he gets killed by the Yakuza. So he has to deliver this brain information. And it made a lot of sense, I guess in, you know, uh, when did this come out? 1995. Uh, It doesn't make a lot of sense now because as we know now, you know, memory is, we've got tons of it, right? (laughs) Like on all our devices, but back in the day, memory took up a lot of space. And so this kind of made sense in a weird way, but it's wacky. There's a dolphin in it. I I don't know. You, have you, have you guys ever seen it? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I think to quote our friend, Michael Lyons, I think you dusted off some cobwebs in my brain. Because it feels like I heard the title before, but when I watched the trailer today, I'm like, how did I miss this? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I feel like it, it really, if, if you like stuff like Total Recall or um, things of that nature, I feel like you would enjoy this. I just think it, it kind of slips under the radar compared to some other sort of cult sci-fi films. Noticed I picked two sci-fi films. I didn't really mean to do that, but I guess... That is a genre that I love, and so I, I would give it a watch. I mean, to be honest, it's not amazing. Like, I don't walk away from it going, oh, my God, that was perfect or anything like that. But it's, I don't know, it's entertaining, and it's got Keanu Reeves. I, that alone should sell it. So I, I would check it out. It almost looks like a precursor to The Matrix, like a Matrix before The <laughs> Matrix. Yeah, it's... uh. Probably not as deep, but it's yeah. it's good. Um, I don't know. It's like it's a lot like William Gibson's writing, um, and I can see why they picked uh, Keanu Reeves to be him. And I can't help but wonder if that did lead to him becoming Neo, because I feel like he does a great job in the film, even though the the film itself is like like I said, kind of silly, but. I don't know. Yeah, I think everyone should give it a shot, especially if you like sci-fi and you want to watch something cult classic-y. I think I think it's like a good it's a good one to watch. Yeah, I finally was, that, Oh, go ahead. 
I started to say that's probably about the point of he was in the lull of his career because he had just done yeah. Bogus Journey. He did what? Uh, point Break at that point, too? Point Break is great, yeah. <laughs> but yes. So it's like Keanu Reeves for the Keanu Reeves we know him as today. Yes. I finally read Neuromancer last year. I was trying to remember the name of that book. And, like, if you've read that, then Johnny Mnemonic is a lot like it. Um, Very, like, pulp, sci-fi, cyberpunk kind of stuff. So if that resonates with you, I would would watch it. Everything we've talked about that I haven't seen is at least least worth one watch from the trailers I've seen, including this one. I'm just sitting there, like, thinking, how did I miss this being advertised back in 95? Because it looks looks very 95, too. Like, it's almost – I I, I almost thought it was, like, kind of a Matrix meets Big Trouble in Little China from the trailer. That's not a bad way to describe it. I mean, because like the way that William Gibson wrote too, like he always included like a lot of like Japanese stuff, but like I don't know how to explain it. Like you'll see when you watch it. Like he puts this Asian influence in there, but it's definitely like campy in a way and like probably not accurate in the way that like Big Trouble Little China kind of is. So I, I could I could definitely see that. I feel like in the 90s, people were just like, whoa, Japan. You know you know what I mean? Like, they were like, they're coming up with all this new stuff. And so, like, there was, like, a fascination that Western culture had with Japan without, I feel like, a lot of cultural nuance or understanding, <laughs> if I'm honest. But it's it, it definitely comes across in that movie and, and in his writing. Hey, so you don't hear much about the Yakuza anymore either being referenced and stuff. I think they get mentioned in Bullet Train. That's probably one of the last times I remember Yakuza being brought up in popular culture. That's true. And for car- a while it was like all the, the time. Besides the cartoon Archer. Yeah. And I feel too like in like the 70s and 80s there was a lot of like martial arts and stuff like You know what I mean? Like just like a lot of fascination with um with cultures in Asia. But – not always the sensitivity or understanding around it. I would say this is kind of along that vein, but yeah, probably one of the few times you still hear about the Yakuza anymore. So it's interesting too. Melissa, any thoughts on Johnny Mnemonic? Oh, I definitely. I should be giving it a watch since I've like I've I've heard of it I've you know heard people reference it or whatever I've even seen like things online about it and so yeah I'm I'm interested in this. Watch it for Keanu Reeves, Ice T, and Henry Rollins. <laughs> Random. Oh, so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw Henry Rollins in the trailer. Like, oh my god, I have to see this. <laughs> Oh, and Dolph Lundgren, too. So, <laughs> just a lot of gems in here. Yeah. <laughs> that, this is definitely going on the list of things to watch. Yep. So, Johnny Mnemonic for round two for Lisa. Melissa, what do you have? 
Well, for mine, um, so bad it's bad. I really went obscure because I kind of I kind of wanted to do that. And this is um, is it? It's a movie called Blood Sucking Freaks, and it's a movie that I saw through uh, the Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs because um, they they always kind of go for the more obscure films and indie films and you know sometimes they'll do a little bit more mainstream ones but it's a lot of your kind of obscure films and this was this was one of them when they started their i think it was their second season and um it was it was one that (laughs) i you know i with with the last drive-in i always go in just open mind because you never know what you're going to be seeing it's you know it's it's always a variety of stuff which is always kind of cool because you like you discover things and whatever and you always kind of you know you may go back to it or you may not or whatever and so um this one it's about this um these two people sardu and his assistant ralphus who have this theater of the macabre and they're basically um torturing and murdering people on stage in the and under the guise of like magic and and whatever and that they're oh they're presenting this as like you know this whole theater thing and and like like it's an act but they're actually like you know murdering people and torturing them and all this whole thing and it's (laughs) it's just um weird wild ride of a film <laughs> and it's it's definitely it's it's under the so bad it's bad but yeah it's it's um it's it's described as it's an american like it's an ex- exploitation splatter film is basically what it is and uh so it's it's definitely not not one for for everybody i mean there's definitely a following for it um but yeah it's it's one that you know I, i've seen it do i want to see it again no not really but <laughs> I, I think you, you definitely you, you got to see these you know your, your weird movies at least once right so yeah well i'm looking at screen caps of it and it's uh it's pretty spicy yeah, <laughs> it's definitely not for the kids <laughs> no <laughs> yeah I, I saw a trailer for it and um the first thing that came to mind is that our friend nick um let me borrow a film years ago melissa called um children shouldn't play with dead things okay <laughs> and it reminded me so much of that yeah <laughs> like just some of those it made me think of some films i do like from that era like um the original tales from the crypt that came out in the 70s with peter cushing or uh, um what am i thinking at um or torture garden with burgess meredith like both of those are in the vein of uh those are both anthology horror films but they're made in that older time period Mm-hmm. But I I looked at this trailer. I go, this looks like it's right up my alley, man. <laughs> like, you know me, I love myself a good cheesy slash 'em up film. Yeah, I'm on the t- I'm on that cleans up your Blu-ray shelf for you if you don't like it. 
Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's oh it, you don't you don't want sign that deadline? I'll take it. <laughs> Which I did. <laughs> <laughs> I I had bought Silent Night Deadly Night. I gave it a watch, and it I I didn't last too long in the film because it just it. I really wanted to like the film. I really did. And it just, yeah, it, it kind of hit in a, in a way that I didn't really expect it to sort of hit when I was watching it. And so I, I had stopped it and I was like, okay, I don't want to really like, I don't want to like throw this out or I don't want to like, you know, donate it or anything. I was like, Jared, do you want the copy? <laughs> So I actually sent him the copy that I bought. So, <laughs> well, actually, I reached out to you first. <laughs> He's like, I think yeah. you were about to text me if I wanted it, and yeah, I beat you to the punch. <laughs> yeah, can I have it? Yep, here. I'll, I'll, I'll give you ten bucks for it. Yep, done. <laughs> or how much? How much do you want for it? <laughs> yeah. I think it was like I just yeah, ten bucks done. Here, have it. Well. Well, if you want to see the Silent Night, Deadly Night for Dummies version of that film, um, I'd recommend Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, which the first 45 minutes of the film is them recapping the first film. Oh, my gosh. But everybody, <laughs> lo- everybody loves that film for two words, Garbage Day. It's Garbage Day. <laughs> I forgot about that. I almost picked Trolls 2, but I haven't really seen it all the way through. Um, that would have been another good one. That clip, the clip from Trolls 2 and Garbage Day were just, like, all over the internet a while back. Oh, my God. (laughs) They're eating her. And then they're going to eat me. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, like, unnatural. (laughs) Well, isn't there a documentary on Troll 2 called Best Worst Movie? Yeah, that's true. That one's that one's up there, <laughs> but yeah, definitely I could tell from the forty second trailer for Blood Sucking Freaks like I need to watch this at least once. Like it might might make me a little nauseous. I have to watch something happy afterwards, but I'll give it a go at least once. Like why not? Yeah, yeah it's it's worth it's you know it, it's definitely like it's for if you really want some kind of weird slightly well i say slightly but um (laughs) weird movie then give it a chance i I think it's worth a chance for sure but it's not it's definitely not a movie for like everybody well it's it's very much in the vein of like children shouldn't play with dead things or what's this other one i hear so much about on the internet uh Manos, the Hand of Death, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Or Hand of Fate. Is it Hand of Death or Hand of Fate? Hand of Fate, I want to say. I think it's Manos, Hands of Fate, I think. Yeah, so it, it's very much in the, if it gives its own subcategory of horror of like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Exactly. Ha, <laughs> ha,
I could see that being a good crossover with Todd Browning's Freaks from 1932. Yeah. But then again, Freaked is just an updated version of that movie. <laughs> so blood-sucking Freaks. That's a, definitely out there. Almost not to be confused with Eight-Legged Freaks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> another good category. Another one. Good one for this debate. Well, for my last choice, I didn't. I was gonna go so bad it's bad, but then I had that epiphany of like, well, where the hell's my movie? If I'm gonna be judging a movie this bad, and I was gonna go with a movie the first time I was catfished by a cool looking DVD cover at the video store. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I've rented this movie twice and never finished it. <laughs> I fell asleep ten minutes into it twice. It's it was Mr. Jingles was going to be my original choice, but um, yeah, it's so bad. It's Not bad. Like it was, oh, it's, yeah, you're lucky. <laughs> Luckily it was on the dollar racket family video, so it didn't cost me much, <clears throat> but um, I ended up going for one that could be either or, and I went with the garbage pail kids movie from, I want to say 1987. And there's really no way to describe this film. It's just a film. It's almost like one of the first IP movies, if you think about it, because it's just a movie based off of a trading card series that's spoofing the Cabbage Patch Kids. And it starred uh, John Aston's kid McKenzie as Dodger, a kid who's on the run from getting beat up by bullies named Juice and Tangerine threatening bully names back in the 80s mm-hmm. but um he befriends yeah he befriends uh, uh a prof- uh, what's the guy a uh, uh, guy that owns an antique store uh captain mangione and that's where the garbage pail kids land and they go on all these wacky adventures together making which even includes making clothes for tangerine's fashion line I think I've heard of this movie existing for some time, but I didn't actually see any clips from it until I saw it used to be fanboy flicks on, uh, on YouTube. But now it's uh weird movies with Mark and watching him talk about this movie and he kind of rips on it, but I think it definitely, it's almost like a Howard the duck where it falls in that category. It's so bad. It's good. It reminds me a lot of Howard the duck. I'd say. Hmm. It's if you look at it and it's of who was this made for? Because you got Alligator who likes to bite toes off. You got Greaser Greg. You got Wendy Winston who <laughs> likes to rip farts. It's it's like a disgusting movie, much like how the cards are and uh, the puking Patty and all this stuff. And it's 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 it's. it's I don't think this movie could exist anywhere else but the 80s. Mm. I've never seen it, but I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, I'd say I'm, it's worth a watch. It, it. it definitely fit into our uh, first round category movie marathon, I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd be up for watching it. I mean, it, it's a cult classic for sure. It's. I think a lot of those films we discussed tonight do fall into that, with well, Psycho Goreman being a more recent cult classic. But mm-hmm. it's one of those Very ones true. that it's one of those ones that didn't. Because I think we talked about earlier what makes it so bad it's good and what makes it so bad it's bad. And it's almost like if a film is trying to be a cult classic, like they're trying to take a knee on this, then that's when it doesn't work. Like they're trying to be all tongue in cheek with what they're doing. It doesn't work. But the, back then these films like thought they're being earnest with it. So they really thought that a movie based off of trading card would work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I kind of, I kind of miss the uh, post-apocalyptic wasteland that the '80s and '90s were in the cinema. <laughs> like, it's, let's just throw Same. something to the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Let's even got a musical number in the middle of it too. Oh yeah. I'll have to send I'll have to send the song in our group chat, but it's the most random thing. And yeah, the costumes don't quite work. And Melissa, did, remind me, did I bring this up when we had Tim Rooney on the show about the effects, our our CG versus practical effects episode? Uh, I I honestly I don't remember. <laughs> so I thought I brought this one up as my one that the, where the practical effects don't hold up because the masks, the masks are terrifying on, the, on these uh, on these characters. <laughs> but um, it, it's just so fun. I think, like I said, the '80s and the '90s, man, they just threw whatever shit they could to the wall and see what would stick. Like they were not afraid to try anything. For sure. Most of you have at least heard of the Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, have I ever? I've oh, like. Let's I, say, I, the, were they a thing up in Canada? No, they really weren't. Um, but I know, like, I, I know of it from um, it just sort of being around. Like it was, it was definitely. I mean, it, it definitely it was a thing, but it wasn't really the most popular thing up here um it it had its time and then it just i think sort of faded away for a little bit and i think i think i kind of caught the tail end of it i think where it was there and then it just sort of faded off and then like for collector's cards it was for me you know it's well not so much for me because i didn't really collect them but when for collector cards and things like that it was like your pokemon and and those things so but it was like it 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 had its little moment and i think i caught that tail end of it and then it just sort of went off but it definitely it was there and i've been kind of reintroduced sort of reintroduced and slash introduced to it through again through <laughs> my friend Cody Shiby who loves Garbage Pail Kids. He even he loves the movie as well. And so I've kind of been reintroduced to that. And it's 
kind of cool. Like all the just the grossness of it and the you know how it's, it's some of the cars are really funny and like the punny names and things like that. So yeah, I haven't I haven't seen the movie, but I've definitely have heard a lot about it and that it's just a really it's it's a like it's fun, but it's also just a weird time. Yeah, it's down here in the states. It was definitely a um, like a cult cult. Uh, what's what I'm thinking of? Um, intellectual property IP. That was what I was thinking of. Um, oh. It's kind of a cult thing down here. I know my I remember my stepdad having some garbage pail kid stuff, and I had some friends that were into it, but um. Yeah, I had a I had a blast with this movie. Uh, there is even uh, a Garbage Pill Kids versus Mad Balls comic out right now. So just stuff like that back then was what a time to be alive in the '80s, man. Between stuff like that, My Pet Monster, like they just had all kinds of cool shit for kids in the '80s. Mm-hmm. They really did. Well, at least I don't know if you heard, but I was talking about how there is a Garbage Pail Kids comic book out now. Garbage Pail Kids versus Mad Balls. Oh, really? Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's great. <laughs> so that's, I think that's where, uh, I think that's where the, uh, these kinds of films can continue to exist now. Is thanks to comics and fan fiction and all that stuff on the internet. Like, I think a lot of these projects can survive. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, our generations are starting to grow up too, and starting to control what's getting put out there too. So I think that's why we're seeing seeing a lot of this stuff come to fruition. That's why we're getting a mm-hmm. a, a Ninja Turtles movie this year that's got more of the characters from the cartoons in it than oh, originals. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, uh, this that Seth Rogen film is a stacked cast for Ninja Turtles. Stacked cast. But the perks of our generation growing up, so we get more cool shit now. This is true. We got it right. We did. <laughs> so any other thoughts on the Garbage Pail Kids or any other film we discussed tonight? I think we had some interesting picks. We did. And I really we didn't go with like you know like mainstream films or you know like things like that like things that sort of everybody would know um I agree. and oh like how um much of a variety i think we we picked like just your, their own uniqueness and uh so yeah I, I really like what we what we picked and you know it definitely you know has me adding a couple new films to a list of movies to watch so yeah i, I really I enjoyed hearing about these and and uh yeah, it was fun i have I, to uh, agree i want to i want to hear you two record a reaction episode to freaked <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds like a plan <laughs> I'll just sit here eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> or even a commentary track would be funny. 
Yeah, insert popcorn gif. <laughs> Michael Jackson <laughs> eating popcorn and thriller. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you two definitely need to do like a reaction track to uh, Freaked because it's. I know I'll get a text from Melissa. What the fuck did you just make me watch? <laughs> oh, you bet ya. You bet ya. I, I bet it's gonna be like I bet it's gonna be like that uh, during the opening credits with Rollins band playing. <laughs> yeah. So much fun. I think we need to do this again because there's so many good movies um, that we didn't talk about. Like Troll Two, Lisa name dropped that one. Like I think that's usually the first one that comes to everybody's mind when they think like so bad it's good for sure i guess y'all probably (laughs) couldn't hear it but i just heard my husband let out the biggest sigh so i'm assuming something is not going great in his game in destiny (laughs) (laughs) or they're talking about troll 2 without me it could be. It could be that, too. I'm sure he would love to watch Trolls, too. I feel like we might have seen it before, but I don't remember because it might have been a night that involved pizza and beer and a party. And so I don't know if we were paying attention to the movie enough. <laughs> I think it's one of those movies if you know you saw it or. That's I don't know. true. People have the weirdest memories. I got I was at a arcade with my cousin the other night and her kids and i went up to the bar and i was talking to the bartender about ghostbusters because i'm adding to my ghostbusters tattoo this week and the girl said she had never seen ghostbusters well at least never oh, seen no. it sober i'm like oh i throw for yeah, once like, in my life hurts. i think i was offended yeah <laughs> i go with that. i think for once in my life i was offended mm. i would be too <laughs> same <laughs> I've heard people say like, "Oh, that's not that movie's not as good as we remember," and I'm like, mm, "That's wrong. It was great. <laughs> I loved that movie so much. It it is amazing. But it, like, it's like how you guys talked about on your recent episode with uh, Super Mario. I think it's still I I watch it for fun. I'll watch it like once every year, year and a half, just for fun. Yeah, there's always movies like that that we grew up with that like just hold a special place in our hearts and like. We know, but I mean, we love it, you know, <laughs> like that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like a, a good marathon, again, would be Super Mario Brothers, the first Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter. Another great trilogy watch. Agreed. Yeah, but we'll definitely have to do this again, and I, I definitely want to hear your guys' reactions on audio about Freaked. Like, Jared is never welcomed on this show ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast. Oh, for sure. This was great. I'm so, I love talking about movies, but I feel like this is something I don't always get to talk about. Like specifically it's so bad. It's good. Or it's so bad. It's bad. So this was a lot of fun for me. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Give you a, give you a break from being positive all the time. Let loose, (laughs) let loose a little bit. Talk some shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> we got we got the explosive tag. Let it rip. <laughs> there you go. I actually do too because I'm like not gonna censor for myself, but it, I it, I probably hinders views sometimes because we rarely even cuss. But anyway, maybe I should start cussing more. Maybe that's oh. my 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 goal. There you go. See, I always I always watch my language for your show and from pencils to pixels whenever I'm on. Everything else, I just let it rip. But I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. Uh, you want to drop your social media one more time? Sure. Uh, you can find me at ILTM Podcast and uh, um, on Twitter and. I love that movie podcast on Instagram. Um, and you can listen to the podcast pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search. I love that movie. It comes highly recommended from both Melissa and myself. Not just because we've been on it so many times. This is true. You guys have some great episodes. So that's, that's enough reason right there. Thank you so much. Always happy to help you out. Melissa, where can the listeners keep up with you if they choose? Uh, They can keep up with me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, My Instagram is MissMelissaN25. It's all lowercase, nothing fancy. Um, You can find... I haven't actually posted on there in a really long minute, but uh, I mostly will post, like, nature pictures, maybe an elusive as Bigfoot selfie, um, maybe a meme or two. but yeah, it's a whole bunch of random stuff on there. And then you can also find me on Twitter. Um, just, again, posting random things. And it's basically, it's my my name backwards. So, like, first and last backwards. So it's, uh, I guess you'd say it as Lem Nislokin. <laughs> so it's Mel Nicholson backwards. So, yeah. Well, if you're Rumpelstiltskin, isn't that how we defeat you? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's how you defeat Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or Mr. Or uh, Mr. Mixaplitzik from Superman. <laughs> Got to get him to say his name backwards to defeat him. Yep. Yeah, you can you can find me on there. And where can they find you, Jared? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore J. That's where you find pictures of my cats and of my beard. Um, I don't really have any sh- stage shows anymore going on right now because I'm traveling, but I am doing a couple video sketches for Comedia coming up here. Where, so if you want to see me in a video as a serial killer Bob Ross or... Uh, as a hillbilly yoga instructor, you can probably find those online. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a, Sorry. Yeah, it was an idea from a friend. So yeah, I'm working on a oh. video as a serial killer version of Bob Ross. I need to see this. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find me on Letterboxd under my name, Jared Boots. Uh, See my three-and-a-half-star review of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Maybe I gave it four stars. I can't remember, but, yeah, that's where it is. I think you rated it four stars when I saw your post about it. Yeah, four, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah, I gave it four stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for both sequels, too, when they come out. <laughs> 
But, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. As the podcast as a whole, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd Nine Nations Podcast. And don't forget to send us an email at nerdnodnationspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to keep listening to us as a podcast, you can find us at our home at Podbean. Uh, you can also find us on um, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, and what am I missing? There's We've got a new one. Podchaser. Um, Podchaser. And on any one of those platforms, uh, be sure to leave a rating and review. We really appreciate it because it helps us uh, be a little bit more noticed within the podcast community. And be sure to stay tuned to those podcast feeds for the next time we get back together. I do not know when, but it will be fun. I guarantee it. So once again, Lisa, thanks for coming on. It was a blast. Thank you again for having me. And for Melissa, I'm Jared. This has been another, I'm going to subtitle this episode, the Lisa Melissa super happy fun podcast. Cause that's why I named the group chat for this because <laughs> stupid Skype made me think of a name for the group chat. So that's amazing. Uh, why not? Um, yeah. So stick tuned, stay tuned for our next episode. And, uh, the world is still a scary place, but we got lots of dumb movies to keep us entertained. But the best way we can get through all this is to be excellent to each other. And nerd on, dudes. See you next time. The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. This audio is made with Audio Toolkit for Windows Store, downloaded for free now.